This is Simply Meditation, an offering of Center for Self-Care, and your mindful coach, that's me, Mark Balser. Each week at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesday, we have an in-person guided meditation and short teaching at Balance for Life Yoga in Devon, Pennsylvania. Feel free to join us there or listen each week to our intro and guided practice or standalone guided practice. If you'd like to learn more, visit me at www.center4selfcare.com or email me at mark at centerforselfcare.com. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Nice group tonight. The way we'll um, do tonight's uh, gathering is I'll share a little teaching for five or six minutes, and then we'll jump into practice. Part of the idea of making this a relatively short uh, offering is so that our brains don't realize we're doing it. Because as soon as, as soon as we start that thinking mind, judging mind, analyzing mind, then we're off to the races. It's totally fine. That's what our practice is. But a lot of times we, we talk and we talk and we talk and we talk and we forget to do the meditation. Um, and it's really just uh, an opportunity to practice when conditions aren't so, um, you know, chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about emptying our minds. It's not about making things a certain way in our experience. We're actually practicing for when we go out into the world where we don't control quite as many things. John and I have been talking about working with being in traffic. Working with being in traffic is the perfect thing to work on because people get inspired by these practices and they find this space of calm and then all of a sudden they're like, I'm going to call up my mother who I haven't spoken with in six months and we're going to reconcile and that's not how it works. We might find the tools to you know, work on a difficult relationship or a challenging work situation or something along those lines, but not until we've done it a little bit, followed our breath, followed our thoughts, followed sounds, because that's where we build that, that kind of tool, that muscle to not be quite as reactive, to be a little bit more thoughtful in our response. We've been talking a lot about busyness as part of our practice and how to work with that. I've been thinking a lot about uh, not only that time element, but also the space element. Uh, Viktor Frankl uh, has been s- quoted as saying, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our power to choose. And in that choice, in that response, lives our growth and our freedom. Turns out he didn't say that. But he said something kind of like that that if we give ourselves a little bit of space, find some way to interrupt that story, that narrative that we tell ourselves, we often come with intuition, we come with morality, uh, we come with a more thoughtful response to whatever's sitting in front of us. So we'll practice creating space. There's a poem I wanted to share with you from Pablo Neruda. And of course it was written in Spanish uh, I wish I'd brought the Spanish version because it's, it even if you can't hear it, it's beautiful. And it's called Keeping Quiet. 
So we can use this kind of as a centering to arrive in this space today. Now we will count to 12 and we will all keep still. For once on the face of the earth, let's not speak in any language. Let's stop for a second and not move our arms so much. It would be an exotic moment without rush, without engines. We would all be together in a sudden strangeness. Fishermen in the cold sea would not harm whales, and the man gathering salt would not look at his hurt hands. Those who prepare wars, wars with gas, wars with fire, victories with no survivors, they would put on clean clothes and walk about with their brothers in the shade, doing nothing. What I want should not be confused with total inactivity. Life is what it is about. If we were not so single-minded about keeping our lives moving and for once could do nothing, perhaps a huge silence might interrupt the sadness of never understanding ourselves and of threatening ourselves with death. Now I'll count up to 12 and you keep quiet and I will go. And if you like, you might count to 12, perhaps using each breath for the count. One, two, can imagine for many of us that was the quietest 12 seconds of your day today. <laughs> Perhaps we had five seconds or eight, but maybe not 12. A lot of our practice isn't about having a particular technique or being a perfect meditator, following our breath with a full attention. A lot of it is about stopping. A lot of it's about what we're not doing. This morning I was meditating, I was telling you, and uh, it was at the beginning of meditation and I'd spent about 45 minutes doing every other thing I could possibly think of <laughs> to avoid 15 minutes of meditating. And I finally sat in my chair, I was outside and I said, I'm not really meditating. Okay, let me get to my breath. Nope, I'm not really meditating. And I kind of had that story going in my mind for a minute or two and then finally I was like, I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed. And at first it was kind of a criticism of the practice that I brought, but what, what really is meditation other than sitting with your eyes closed? You might have a technique, but that technique is all about coming back over and over and over again. It's not about trying to make your practice perfect, trying to empty your mind and so on. Um, it's about being with your experience. My 
meditation teacher Jonathan Faust says that mindfulness offers two questions. Those two questions are what is happening? So I think in the mindfulness world, the buzz when we're talking about mindfulness is usually about an awareness, like what's going on now? Can I hear the sounds? Can I connect more closely with my child? Those kinds of things. Maybe we're getting better at this awareness part, but it's not just that. The other piece is characterized by the question, can I be with it? Or how am I relating to what I'm experiencing in this moment? Because we can be a very aware of the suffering and the challenges that we have, and that actually can make things worse. That can create cycles of rumination and so on. So finding a way to bring in that question of like, am I going to be okay here? You know, how am I relating to whatever's arising, pleasant and unpleasant? You know, because we're usually assigning value judgments. This is pleasant. This is unpleasant. This is good. This is bad. What if we kind of observed our response to it? without making our decisions based off what's coming up. So when you bring those two questions together, what is happening and can I be with it? You're, you're combining a wisdom of knowing what's going on with a compassion that you know, maybe right now it's difficult or maybe right now it's wonderful and it's not always gonna be this way. So you know, I'll slow down. I'm not gonna get too big for my britches and become all arrogant because this is just part of, of the human experience. So. What I'm hoping we can do in practice today is a guided practice where we'll, we'll sit with that space, we'll bring those questions to bear, uh, starting with an awareness of the body and the breath. So starting with that first part of the question and then seeing how um, our mind, our heart responds to whatever is arising in our experience. Make sure you take care of yourself. If you're finding the guided practice isn't working for you, just ignore it. Maybe feel that rhythm of your breath in your body, perhaps even open your eyes, grab a drink if you've got one. Does that sound good? So in the practice of mindfulness, there is no right way to sit. <laughs> you just want a, a posture that balances an awareness, a focus, um, with some level of comfort so that you're not doing this kind of uh, rigid practice that's just like a grim duty, like let me fight through this. Uh, so I often slouch a little bit, uh, but you know, then I catch myself, my head nods down a little bit and I perk back up again. We'll go through several cycles of that. And that's what it's all about, you know, getting distracted, getting lost in thought and then coming back. So as you're ready, you might allow the eyes to close, letting your body sink into the chair. Feeling the weight of the body. Sensing the support of the chair. Feeling the contact of your bottom and back against the support. Perhaps bringing an awareness to your feet Sensing what parts of your feet contact the floor. Any sensations of, of pressure or tingling. Perhaps feelings of tension or even lightness.
and sensing the strength of the floor that supports you, the chair that supports you, allowing you to be open, welcoming of whatever arises in your practice. You might allow the shoulders to drop slightly, bringing them back to open the area of the chest and the heart. Softening the muscles of the face. Relaxing the cheeks and jaw. brow and forehead. Allowing the tongue to rest in the back of your mouth. The eyes to be still as they rest behind the eyelids. And sensing how one of the most important parts of the practice is to just put your body there, to allow yourself to arrive in this moment. Each of us is just sitting with our eyes closed. don't have anywhere we need to be. We don't have any way we need to be. We can just allow our experience to be as it is, watching it as it unfolds. The mind might be busy or quiet. The body might be relaxed or tense. We simply observe what is happening. There's a tightness in my back. There's a feeling of uncertainty. There's a thought of what will happen in my future. What is happening? 
And if you find yourself attached to a thought, not able to let go of an emotion or a sensation, you might use the breath to bring you back. Being aware of the movement of each breath in your body might follow its rhythm. The body breathes in, the body breathes out. So staying with this feeling of the breath, knowing that the mind will wander, recognizing what is happening, and then gently coming back. Finding the breath once again. Each breath is an opportunity to return, coming back again and again. And it might be that this breath helps you create a space, a space between your perception of what's happening and your reaction to it. Sense how you might dwell in the space of the breath amidst whatever you're experiencing, serving as a sort of refuge. A place you can return to whenever you need.
Many of us have been conditioned to judge our feeling states, our thoughts. So when we feel the emotion of frustration, we come right in and say, I need to relax. I need to calm down. You might just experiment with feeling these unpleasant or even pleasant emotions and thoughts. Seeing if you can be with whatever that is. Not needing to label it or name it. Just experiencing it. might find ourselves touching sadness or jealousy. Might find ourselves touching pride or joy. So we might feel it. And then come back to the breath. Simply sitting with the breath until the next thing arises. Breathing in and breathing out. The body breathes without any real effort on your part, allowing you to simply observe. The belly expands, the chest rises. Cool air enters your nostrils. And then the body exhales, releasing and relaxing as warm air exits the nostrils and the mouth. And in these final minutes, you might bring some intention, some control 
back to the breath. Breathing more deeply now. Allowing the lungs to fill with air. Offering a nice sigh as you exhale. Letting the breath nourish the body and relax the body. You might take a moment to reflect on anything that may have shifted or changed in your experience. How you relate to the question of what is happening and can I be with it? taking two or three more breaths and listening for the sound of the bell to open your eyes. I uh, I was trained to lead meditation with my eyes closed, which I generally do 